0: Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Inside the lunch table back here uh, on a Wednesday. It is 6.55 p.m. We're going to try and hurry up and get out of here uh, because this Mavs game starts here in about an hour and 15 minutes, give or take. Um, it's a late game. It's in Oracle. Uh, we're going to talk about that later. I do want to open up the show with the NBA, uh, and then on the back half we're going to talk about some uh, NFL. We kind of have taken a little bit of a break from uh, doing – Divisions. So we're going to do the NFC East today because I think that's one of the most shaken up um, outside of the Chargers division uh, and Chiefs division. So, Calvin, uh, the Heat beat the Celtics 118 to 107. I was wrong. You were right. I thought that the Celtics definitely were going to come in here and play better than what they did. Not necessarily saying that they played bad. Um, I know that they had a game seven. The Heat got it done in, in six games, so the Heat had a little bit of a rest. So, And and you pointed that out on Monday. What did you kind of see from this game, um, especially with uh, Jimmy Butler dropping 41? I know that you said that, you know, you, you called Jimmy Butler out and said, this is your time right here, bud. Um, you know, you've been doing it against some lousy defenses. Uh, the Hawks' defense is terrible. Uh, the the uh, Sixers' defense is terrible. This is the best defense in the NBA. I don't think it's even close. And he dropped 41 on their head in game one. Is this – The Celtics are tired, or is this the Heat and Jimmy Butler are just that damn good?
1: I think there were two really big factors that came into this win. Um, The first one, I don't think fatigue played too much of a factor. I do think the issue was the lack of Al Horford and Marcus Smart Uh, without those two guys. um, I I think the Boston Celtics did a hell of a job to compete in the first half, but uh, they lacked the defensive intensity that they usually brought. Jimmy Butler made Jason Tatum look like a little boy uh, basically all of the fourth quarter. Um, I think he had, what, 27 in the second half, Cap? It's I absolutely so. phenomenal. Um, he made all of his free throws, uh, plus 25. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else I could ask for. Uh, I really wish Bam Adebayo was a little bit more dominant in this game yes. on the Miami Heat side. Uh, he didn't really give me much of a presence down low. Now it's because we know Ra Will can, can cause some hell. But we saw Robert Williams leave the fourth quarter of this game with an injury. I don't have an update on that yet. Hopefully, uh, before tip-off, we'll learn a little bit more. But I expect Al Horford to at least return to this lineup. Maybe Marcus Smart as well. And I think when the Celtics get back the hole, they can absolutely compete in this series. Um, the bad news is um, if you're Miami, um, I'm going to tip my hat to Jimmy Butler, but there are not a lot of other bright spots out here. I think Gabe Vincent hit some really like uh, head-scratching threes. I think Strauss did too. Um, I think Strauss hit two 35-footers in the fourth quarter where that were just kind of like, whoa, oh okay, okay. And so if those guys are going to hit those shots, you're certainly going to win games. But my two guys off the bench were absolutely piss poor in this one, Kath. Um, seven for 15 from Hero and two for nine for Victor Oladipo. Those two guys got to give me a little bit more scoring off the bench. I did get 18 from Tyler Hero in this game, but he's uh, hiding on the defensive end again. Um, the, the only other thing I'm looking for in this Miami series, uh, Duncan Robinson got DMPed again. Kath, uh, if, if he's not going to play, um, it's going to tell me a lot about what uh, Eric Spolcher thinks about him on the defensive end. Uh, the other one in this one that's going to quickly find himself in the Duncan Robinson conversation is Peyton Pritchard. He played 30 minutes in this game and got absolutely head-hunted in the second half, and that was part of the defensive yes. issues the Boston Celtics had. Uh, the good news is with Marcus Smart coming back, he won't have to spend that much time on the floor. But if Smart misses game two, we could see a rep uh, a repeat process of Jimmy Butler just making Pit- Peyton Pritchard pay on the defensive end.
0: Right. Uh, I I think my biggest takeaway from it was the fact that the Celtics didn't play terrible. Um, now, whether that was good was enough good, to win bro. the basketball game or not, yeah, whether that was good enough to win the game or not, I don't know. I I thought the sheet, the sheet, the Heat shot uh, above average than what they usually do. They shot forty eight percent. And for me, I don't think we're gonna get that from the Heat again. Personally, I mean, like I I, I don't think that. And I could be wrong. Am I wrong? Do you think that, Calvin?
1: No, so I don't think they'll outshoot Boston from three again. If you see they shot 33% and Boston shot 32%, and Boston only hit 11 triples. I expect that Boston number to rest around 15 or 16. We see Al Horford and Marcus Mark get back into this one. But I think that 10 for 30, I mean, that's who the Miami Heat have been all postseason. I could see that being consistent throughout the series.
0: Right. I don't know. This is just, I, Listen, Jimmy Butler wants a chip, Okay. Uh, oh, man, he was he,
1: phenomenal. Um, we talked about the Hawks series. I remember I came on the show in the first game and uh, y'all know how I am. I, I'm, I'm very hard to please. I'm not easily happy. And uh, this was the second time this postseason where Jimmy Butler just brought me to applause in front of my television as he just put on an absolute clinic. I think you can safe to say he baptized the Boston Celtics. It didn't matter who it was, whoever they gave him, he gave him a bucket. So if Jimmy keeps this up, I mean, when he somebody scores 40 points, you know how it goes, Kathy, you're going to have a chance to compete in all those games. So I just that's a lot to ask Jimmy Butler to do every single night, man. You could see he was tired at the end of this one. It, it took a lot I out know. of him to get them here. I don't know if he can do that six more times.
0: Well, I think that's an, that's the the point is, is that he ran out of steam whenever he made to the finals in uh, the bubble. And we yeah, saw I that. I mean, Jimmy Butler was just gassed. But and he, the issue and that did, the Heat are he going to run into them, is this, this is going to be the exact same thing because Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry is injured. Nobody else, Bam hadn't. Bam has been nowhere to be found this entire uh, playoffs.
1: And but let's they, get something clear. The difference between Jimmy Butler and a guy like Luca is Jimmy Butler has to work a lot harder to get these buckets. And now don't get me wrong. Right. He was 12 for 19 in this game and 17 for 18 from the free throw line. But damn it, ladies and gentlemen, they are not easy buckets. He's putting his shoulder in, he's getting physical contact every single time. It's a lot less of step back jump shots and more of putting your head down and go to the rim. Well, and, and the pace of play, very, too. And we talk yeah, and we talked about
0: this with Luca. He plays incredibly slow. It frustrates the hell out of me sometimes because I like <laughs> fast-paced offenses.
1: Um, but I I mean we I, could I, see I mean, we could we see the exact same meetings, thing. That's man. my that's my only meetings, thing. And I just I get it that they were they were able to win this game, and like I said, if you're going to shoot 18 free throws, I guess the beating is worth it. But it's just like uh, this is just uh, it wasn't as it wasn't as physical as it was last round as it's going to be this round with the Boston Celtics. And if the Boston Celtics just plan to beat the hell out of him, uh, I don't know if Jimmy's going to be able to stay on his feet for seven games. Because I certainly think this looks like a long series.
0: Yeah, I, this is going to be interesting here because if if, if Boston comes out in Game Two here. Um, and they lose both in Miami. We're going to travel back to Boston. You're, you're going to get some rest, obviously, the, the travel days and all that. Um, but, yeah, you're going to be put in the must-win category, and, and that's not necessarily where you want to be. I mean, obviously, we just saw the Mavs go ahead and do it uh, with the Suns. But that's <laughs> but if you would have asked any Mavs player or any Mavs fan, hey, do you want to take care of this team in five or six games or do you want to go to seven games? And then do you have – or do you want to be put in a position to where you have to win basketball games? They're going to say no. Because nobody wants to do that, obviously. Uh, looking ahead a little bit here, uh, tomorrow uh, the Celtics and the Heat do play. Um, so nobody, or Marcus Smart, is is listed as day to day. So is Al Horford, um, and as well as Sam Hauser. But I'm not seeing Robert Williams. And I don't know if that's because they don't want to put him on the eye or the injury report here. I can't even tell um, you what
1: he's hurt with. Um, all I know is he lived off either. the court. Right. They, no, nobody has told me anything else since then. And I think that's kind of the idea behind the uh, Boston Celtics approach here. I think it's the same thing with Al Horford and Marcus Smart. I don't think they want us to know, and there's a reason for that. But if you look on the other well, side of that injury report, uh, the Gabe Vincent and Mark Strauss, or Max Strauss, we, we know those are BS. The Kyle Lowry run, though, I mean, that's – I really don't know why this guy still hasn't playing, in, Kath. It's just driving me insane at this point. Um, if you if you don't want to play this postseason, just say that. But I, I don't understand why he keeps missing games. So, if the Boston Celtics don't get those two guys back, Kath, I don't think there's any way in hell they can win game two. But uh, if Al Horford and Marcus Smart play, nah, they've got a real good shot in that one.
0: Well, I think with uh, – if, if Robert Williams doesn't play – um and there's no way that i i don't see a way that al horford and robert williams both do not play nah, at the there's same no there's no way there. there's no Bam way. Will, go will go off for the
1: cleaners yeah
0: yeah bam will take yeah bam will take ties to the cleaners absolutely he'll drop 50 on his head uh which is not something by the way that you want to do you don't want to give confidence to a guy uh that's not named jimmy butler on this team because if no, you I look agree. up then you're going to be down 3-0 you're going to go back to boston and lose that game and you're going to be down 3-0 so um, I, I listen, though, I overall, though, I thought it was a fairly good game
1: from the Celtics. Uh, like side said, the of... first half was great, man. They could beat it uh, if the third quarter wasn't so bad. And listen, let me tell you this. Ime Adoko, you've done some really good things this postseason. Dog, you've got to stop that run, man. He watched his team turn the ball over six times in a row, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. I agree. At some agreed. point, you've got to stop that run. And he just let his guys get the piss beaten out of him in that third quarter. And that was the game right there. I mean, I think the score yeah. was, what, 40 to 14 in the third quarter? It was something embarrassing. So I yeah, mean 39 uh, to 14. 30. There it goes. I, I wish Ime Odoka would have done something to stop that run instead of just watching his guys get the piss being out of them. But I mean it, uh, Well, what do you think of so-
0: t- what do you think of Jason Tatum's his, his uh seven turnovers and his ten for twenty-one oh. is not terrible, but he's two for nine from three. Um, like I said, seven turnovers, finished minus eight. I, I mean, he dropped twenty-nine. Point. But, like, did well,
1: he play uh, – theoretically,
0: you, did he play good enough to win? No, 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 I
1: think he was good in the first half. But I think in the second half, the, the lights got a little bright. And uh, I think when Jimmy Butler stepped up, and Jimmy Butler started headhunting them on defense, there was nowhere Tatum could go from him. And it got a little rough for JT in the second half. Uh, I think that's why that shooting number got really ugly. And like you hinted at the turnover number, he was pretty instrumental in giving up the giant Miami run. He threw two yeah. stupid, just absolute terrible passes that led to easy layups. So if the Celtics keep turning the ball over like that, and it was only, like I said, it was only one period when it was really bad. The third quarter was just absolutely terrible. And if if they could have avoided that run, I think they would have won this game. But instead, they just got absolutely smacked in that third quarter. Well, I'm like glad I said, you, you got to call timeout, that, man. I know, you that's, gotta I'm, I'm, call glad you,
0: I'm glad you said that because, uh, it's it's different in the NBA than it is like uh, college basketball. College basketball, you don't get them back. So, uh, you, you know, you don't get a refresh of them. So usually, you know, sometimes you see runs and they don't call whatever. In the NBA, it's completely different. Um, and especially in a game one where, where, by the way, for in the first half, Boston looked like the better team. And that's my uh, thing,
1: fam. If you're on the road in a game one with a chance to win the ball game, man, you got to put all your chips on the table because this is on this is on the road. you just gotta win one of these road games if you're the Boston exactly. Celtics. This was the one, and instead you let one quarter just basically back black blackwash the entire game.
0: I agree. Uh they do, like I said, they do play at Thursday or on Thursday, which is tomorrow. Uh, Miami is a minus three and a half point favorite here. They play at 7:30. Uh in Miami, which by the way. The fans showed out a little bit. Yeah, they, uh, they did. On, uh, I like that. Tuesday there was a lot there, less so empty seats in there. It was. Um, listen, Miami can push this to a 2-0. I'm not saying that the series would be over because we just saw the Mavs come back and beat the Suns down 2-0. Uh, but, but like you, like we said earlier, you're going to be go walking into Luka. some must-wins here. Uh, and no, it's I not agree. necessarily a Don't position that. that you want to be. Not no, want and, that. And, and honestly, and this is no shade of Jason Tatum, but I don't think there's a single player on that Celtics roster that is the caliber of somebody like Luka Doncic that can take a team back from down 2-0, 0-2. So I agree. That that that's my only issue with this. Uh, so I'm not saying that this is a must win right here. Um, you're oh. you're at home, obviously. It would be great to steal one though. Uh, I do want to move it to today's game here. Like I said earlier, this game tips off here. It's supposed to tip off. It says eight o'clock. Calvin, we know. Which by the way. <clears throat> And we just put on the thing eight fifteen. No, no, they, they put, put on the broadcast. TV, on, on there exactly. Got to put the broadcast on. Got to get. Got to get your guys. On. It's on TNT, which thank God. So I'll watch the broadcast and I'll watch the halftime show. Um, but initial initial thoughts leading into this game, Calvin. Um, there's a couple of things that I want to talk about here. A, obviously, who was guarding Luka. um, and then B, if the Warriors shoot as well as they did. Um, as shoot as well as they can, for example, uh, not, you know, seven for 17 from Steph Curry behind three. Uh, but if they play really well, do you think your Mavs have a chance in this game and in the series? And then on top of that, what are you looking for for your Mavs tonight um, outside of, of Luka uh, and, and trying to figure out what kind of defenses they are going to play and all that kind of stuff?
1: question a we'll address the Luka Doncic one first there's absolutely positively no one on the Golden State Warriors roster that is going to guard Luka Doncic they are just going to take turns going to absolute hell when he brings the ball down the court Um, he's going to pick on guys like Steph Curry Jordan Poole Uh, if Kevon Looney spends any time on this court (laughs) calf the things he is going to do to Kevon (laughs) Looney will be hilarious so the, that answer is easy. Uh, if Luka wants 45 a game, Luka can go out and do that. I don't think so, though. I think Luka's going to be looking to get other guys around him involved. Let's talk about the Golden State shooting number. Golden State makes 14 threes a game in the NBA postseason. That's really impressive, isn't it, Kath? No, it's not. The Mavs make 15 and a half. So I'm not worried about the uh, the Warriors' three-point shooting because I, knew they, I know they have two of the best shooters of all time. But when you put all of our weapons together, we can knock down just as many triples as they can. So they won't be able to beat us there. The other thing that's really helped Golden State out in this postseason is offensive rebounding. They have made a absolute victim of teams on the offensive rebound. They did this amazing. Hey, like- pause.
0: I'm I am want I'm so glad that you brought that up because we should have talked about this whenever uh with Memphis. Memphis walked into the fourth quarter. Okay, they were down by like six points. Uh Memphis was in the fourth quarter, down by six in a game six, I guess. Yeah. And uh Steph Curry shoot the three, offensive rebound. Uh, Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Clay shoots a three, offensive rebound. Kicked it back out to Clay,
1: bang, three. And that iced the the
0: rest of the game.
1: I am... One of the things that this is, we've seen two series in a row now where people have told you that the Mavs are going to get absolutely obliterated on the glass. They told us that against Utah, and they told us that against uh, Phoenix. Neither time did it happen. That's because the Mavericks rebound as a team. You see guys like Jalen Brunson get rebounds. You see guys like Reggie Bullock get rebounds. I mean, Luka Doncic just spent last series out rebounding DeAndre Ayton. I don't think the Golden State Warriors will have as much success on the offensive glass uh, as they have in previous rounds. And the other thing I think that is uh, different from the Mavs compared to the Memphis Grizzlies is the Mavs play some damn good defense. And the Memphis this Grizzlies were letting guys like Steph Curry and Jordan Poole just absolutely blow by people. I, I do not think they will have as much easier of time against the Mavericks. I do think they'll win game one just because um, I think Jason Kidd's going to come out and play this game real casual. I think we're going to see Luka Doncic just uh, have some fun during game one as the Mavericks try to figure out what Golden State's going to do. Um, look for the Mavs to look to win game two heading back to Dallas. But I think tonight's game is going to be a lot of feeling out process. And I think Golden State's experience should be enough to win them this game. But if, Kath, if they lose game one, uh, Golden State will have some real issues uh, I think the reason why Steph Curry is pushing underdog so bad is because he saw what happens when you talk shit to Luka Doncic, and I don't think he has any interest in doing that. So watch Golden State to play a real clean and respectful game tonight. Uh, I'd say watch for guys like Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins to try to do their best to stop Luka Doncic, but uh, it'll be their best; they won't be too successful. One other guy steps up, the Mavs can steal this one tonight, but it, uh, they'd have to play really well to do so.
0: Yeah, I, I I think my the biggest thing walking into this game I think is going to be how well are they going to shoot. Um, and I, I don't necessarily care about how many threes that you make necessarily. Um, it, it's how many times – anybody can make 14 threes. If you're jacking up 90 of them, you'll probably make about Yeah, hey, now. let me
1: tell you, we we make one extra three than Golden State a game, but we shoot six less than they do. So they shoot That's a lot point. more than we do, and they do not hit them at the percentage we do. Now, the granted, that could change in this series. I mean, we see shooting change series to series, but I think they find their consistency where they've been.
0: I think the biggest thing with uh, – the Warriors, this entire postseason has been, at least for me. And it's been kind of under the ground. Steph Curry shoots terrible. Like I he has shot 100%. terrible this postseason. We, we uh, just and, do our and, best.
1: It's just one of those things that when we talk about the Warriors, it's just something that doesn't come up in the conversation. We just go so many other places because we just assume it like it'll stop. And it hasn't stopped once. Exactly.
0: I think that's 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 the that's really the big head scratcher. Is and I, I think I said this in um maybe it was it was against Memphis. No. Who do they play first round?
1: jokic it was game five yeah, yeah, of the, yeah, jo- yeah. the jokic series where, Maybe, i mean he was he was he was all right in that game don't get me wrong but i think the number was still like six for 13 i mean that's not anything that's going to get me out of bed if i'm steph curry this is supposed to be a 50 percent three-point shooter right here so i i, I agree think with it you was 100%. like yeah
0: i i can't remember which game it was but i, I was sitting there and i was talking about it on, on this podcast here um and i said that I don't think that Steph Curry is going to shoot that bad again. And yet here we are um, in two series later and Steph Curry is still Now listen. Step these numbers that Steph is shooting. Those are great for somebody that's a, a bench player or somebody that's not a role player or that is a role player. Um, but, but Steph Curry, the greatest shooter of all time. It's not that that's not Steph Curry. That's not the Steph Curry that I saw two years ago, three years ago, four five doesn't matter. Uh, it's not Steph Curry. Now granted, obviously age and time and whatever, um, but this this is going to be really interesting. I'm I'm really excited for this series a lot more than I was with Phoenix, uh, I because think I think that.
1: Uh, go ahead, No, I'll go ahead.
0: I, I I think that this that I could obviously see both teams going to the uh, winning this the West Western Conference Finals, uh, and going to the NBA Finals, and and honestly compete and maybe even win. Um, I I think the biggest key factor here is going to be Steph's shooting uh, numbers, and then what is Golden State going to do with Luca? Now, it, okay, are that they was going to ta- be
1: my point. I was going to bring up the Luka Doncic rules again.
0: Are they are they going are they going to let Luka drop forty and hound everybody else like the Suns did for the first two three games of the series? Um, if if that's going to happen, then I'm we're gonna turn we're gonna have to turn and look at uh, what's his name your head David coach and- or Jay Kidd. Okay, we're not no we're gonna have to we're gonna have to look at J. Kidd to have to draw something up. I'm not putting a lot of stock in game one here uh, because we saw Dallas go down 0-2. I'm not putting a ton of stock into it. Um, I have a lot of faith, actually. Jason Kidd has done a phenomenal mm, job in this I was postseason, say that one too. and uh, I, I have a ton of faith in Jason Kidd to go back to the locker room and 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 watch his film and adjust and make adjustments. Unlike some other coaches in the NBA, uh, Mike Budenholzer. Um, <laughs>
1: I was gonna say Doc Rivers, <laughs> or Doc, or Doc Rivers. He makes no me, adjustments at all. Let me Cal. say um, like, at two all. things. No, Doc Rivers. Uh, did you see the video where he's like, "Guys, listen, we ain't going nowhere." Yeah. All yeah. Night. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, Uh back on this series, two things that Cath brought up. First, the Luka Doncic rules. We've told you guys about these since the beginning of the postseason. Cath Lebr- brought up uh, incredibly important. Um, It is one thing to let Luka beat you. It is another thing when you let Luka b- bury you, and that is, that is the two difference. It's one thing if you're going to give him 45, but if you give him 45 and 12, you have no recipe for success. So I think Golden State has to figure out real early into this series how they're going to play Luka, and if they're going to let Luka just blow by, that's fine. Give him two points at the rim. You can trade twos for threes but if you let him blow by and start helping off people and you, and you saw this in the Phoenix series, Phoenix let a guy like Davis Bertans get hot and Davis Bertans burned them for 14 points in game four. You do not want to start feeling the Mavs confidence. And one of the things I think golden state understands coming into the series um, the Mavs feel on top of the world right now. So what you need to do is you need to make some of these role players feel more like role players because if you let Luka Doncic get a guy like JB or Spencer Didwiddy involved in games one and two, if you let a guy like Maxi Kleber come out here bury nine threes in game one like or like Utah did, It will not be a successful start to the series. The other point I want to make is something Kath hinted out right there. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Kidd just absolutely body slammed the coach of the year, Monty Williams, in the last round. Uh, He made Monty Williams look like a JV basketball coach after game two. Uh, I think Jason Kidd became uh, almost completely aware of what Monty Williams wanted to do and then took it all away. Uh, You could see something very similar come down to this in this game. Uh, I got a lot of love for Steve Kerr, the champion. Uh, Steve Kerr, the basketball mind is not what Jason Kidd is. Uh, I think if Jason Kidd uh, plays the same role that he did in Phoenix with this defensive effort, I think uh, we'll see him just give an absolute number to Steve Kerr again, Cap, because I think Steve Kerr might be a better coach uh, when it comes to uh, dealing with personnel one-on-one. But when it comes to X's and O's, I mean, I'm going to have to go with Jason Kidd on this one. I think what he's done with his defense throughout this regular season and the postseason has just been absolutely phenomenal. And I don't think that's something we're going to see change in this series. And I think that's why the Mavs are going to come out and play casual here tonight. Uh, The only thing Jason Kidd is looking for is the answer. And the moment he finds it, we saw last series, he'll burn you. So we just got to figure out how long that's going to take. Don't get me wrong, though, Calf. I ain't going nowhere. I got Mavs in seven in this one, too. Don't you worry.
0: I think the interesting part about this series is going to be that uh, Golden State has not faced a team in the playoffs yet in this postseason uh, that that plays the level of defense that the Dallas – Matt, come on, do. the
1: Nuggets can't, couldn't guard anybody, man. No, I, the I Nuggets can't guard
0: anybody. They no, 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 no. The Nuggets anybody. can't guard anybody. Name me a good defender on Memphis' team. Uh, pass Jaren, uh, next Jaren, question. Jaron Jackson got exposed. Oh wait, exposed. you said
1: Memphis? Okay, I can do Memphis. Uh, I was about to say Jaron Jackson in the regular season, not in the postseason. Stephen Adams in the regular no, season. Got expo- yeah, Jalen exactly. Brooks. Dylan Brooks was minus what sixty two in that series. Good. No, they they have yeah. not. They haven't seen anything like Reggie Bullock and DFS and Cav. Let me tell you, one of the things that Golden State is going to try to do a lot of is pin down screens with Steph Curry. The, ladies and gentlemen, that's that screen where Steph Curry runs to the baseline and then shoots all the way to the top. Cath, without them playing yes. as center, we're going to switch one through five. That's A-OK. The other thing I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is the thing that Steph Curry likes to do is set picks with Draymond Green. Uh, we're going to put Dorian Finney-Smith on Draymond Green. So when Steph Curry rolls to, uh, to hit that pick and roll to go downhill – He's just going to run into another guy who can absolutely guard him. So I think we have a perfect combination to stop that pick and roll. And like I said, Kath, if they put Kevon Looney... Guys, y'all know I have been on Kevon Looney since the start of this postseason. Every single time we talk about Golden State, me and Kath have to ask why Kevon Looney is playing. Kath, if he goes out there in this series, if if he goes out there in this series, I'm telling you, Luka will look for him every single time down the court. And because Kevon Looney cannot do anything to stop it. Absolutely anything. So I'm watching for like eight or nine minutes from Kavon Looney, Kath. I bet you, I bet you we see it in the first quarter, the first couple possessions, Luca will go straight at Kavon Looney until Steve Kerr goes to the bench. That way we can get Maxi Kluber into the game and we'll start playing small. It'll be off to the races. So like I said, I think there's a formula for the maps to win tonight. It's just going to be tough with all the championship pedigree sent on the other sideline.
0: I do agree with that. I think the interesting part here as well is Gary Payton is out. So Gary Absolutely. Payton is not playing. That's their best. Uh, that boy coming finger. in here that's their best perimeter defender that they have um and and so definitely sucks if you're a Golden State fan uh whenever you're talking Beated about them. Luka. Now honestly, I don't <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think that there's a a single player on that team that really can guard. I think here's what I think is going to happen. I think that Draymond Green is going to take a lot of the brunt work when it comes to guarding Luka. Um and the the only issue that I have with that is the fact that I don't think that Draymond Green can hang up with Luca, and also at the same time too, it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah, I want you to guard him. Luca will find whoever matter. he wants to guard him, so it really doesn't that's matter. The thing.
1: Golden State, Steve Kerr can do what literally ever he wants to. Luca is going to bury the defender underneath eight or nine screens until he gets it. Ex- it doesn't matter. And this is Kath. I texted Kath about this because I saw this today on Golden State's timeline. Um, they are talking about the box and one or two, three zone to hide Steph Curry. Ladies and gentlemen, box and one works for teams that can't shoot. We're the best three-point shooting team in the playoff. If you play zone, this series will be over in five games. There's no way in hell the Golden State Warriors are going to play zone. They're going to have to play man. And at some point during this series, Cap, Steph Curry is gonna have to guard Luka Doncic. I mean, it's just gonna be it's gonna be like the finals. You remember oh, when they played the Warriors, I mean, they played the Cavaliers and everybody was so scared of Kyrie. There was nothing yeah. he could do to avoid it, ladies and gentlemen. It's gonna be the same thing in this series. He can run and hide all he wants to, but at some point he's gonna have to guard Luka Doncic. And let's be honest, that's the same thing for all of these guys. Jordan Poole, Kevon Looney, um, Bializzi, if they dare put him in the game, Jonathan Kaminga, these guys are going to have to look themselves and understand that at one point or another they're going to get stuck on Luka Doncic and they're going to be on an island. The question is going to be, do, can they strap their balls to their body and get a stop? And unfortunately for guys like Poole and Steph Curry, that answer is going to be no every single time.
0: I agree. I wonder if they're just going to try and outshoot you. Um and not to and theory I think I think they, that's
1: their best recipe.
0: Theoretically, that may not be a bad idea when you have somebody like uh Jordan Poole and Steph Curry, let and them Jay jack. Thompson. Just let them jack. Absolutely. Now the issue though, is
1: if they're not on, we will blow you out exactly. the building, man.
0: And that's what I was about to say. We've seen here in the last couple of weeks in these last two series. Your best shooter on the team has not been playing particularly well. Uh, we haven't been seeing 40 bombs from them. We haven't been, you know what I'm saying? Like it, this is a little bit of a different roster. This is a little bit older of this Golden State roster here. Um. So that that's gonna be interesting. Here's I, I got one more question on this. What are the Mavs keys to win, and then what are the Warriors keys to win?
1: Let's start with Golden State first, because I think I've been over these uh, throughout the take. Number one, gotta follow the Luka rules. Do not do not help off, and do not let him blow by you all game. The second one is I think you have to outshoot the Mavs in four games. I think you have to outshoot the Mavs from the three-point line in at least four games if you're going to win the series. Uh, if you let the Mavs outshoot you all series, I think this one will be over quickly. So if the Golden State they got to shoot well from the three, they got to follow the Luka Doncic rules, and the other thing is Steph Curry has to be at least somewhat close to efficient. Maybe not 50 or 60 percent like old Steph Curry, but he cannot let Luca come out here and outshoot him in every single one of these games because we've seen Luca get dangerously efficient in the back end of this postseason run. So if Luca's not missing shots, you can't be retraining him with empty possessions. And if if you're th- talking about the Mavericks, I think the Mavericks is really simple. You got to switch everything. Tell all five guys they're going to have to guard all five people. And the other thing is you've got to keep Kevon Looney out of the game. If you can keep Kavon Looney out of the game and keep the Golden State Warriors off the offensive glass, I think you will have all the keys to success in this series. Kath, when, the, when you compare these two defenses, it's not comparable. We are yards and steps ahead of them on the defensive end. If we can just if we can find enough buckets to stay in this series, I think the defense will do all the work for the Mavs that they need it, and they'll find a way to get over this one. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right now, buckle your seatbelts in and get ready for a long ride because this is going to be one hell of a series. I'm thinking six or seven games.
0: Oh, I agree. I, I I think this is the better of the. Uh, I think this series is better I than agree. the Miami Celtics series. Series. Not nothing necessarily. No shade thrown towards them nah, necessarily. Bro, it's, it's just the two biggest um,
1: stars are over here, bro. I mean, this this Curry-Donchitz matchup is big right here. I think this is as box office as the NBA could have asked for. I think the Luka hype is as high as it's ever been, and I think uh, a lot of people are trying to get this Golden State dynasty back on the train track. So I think the NBA's got everything they could sell and more. Uh, the TNT crew is there too, Cap. So, I mean, you know both of this, this – oh, man, Oracle Arena tonight – Oh, my goodness, this building is about to absolutely rock. So I think uh, it'll be a really good series. And like I said, whoever wins it, it's going to take them six or seven games. I don't think this will be a beatdown going either way.
0: No, I don't either. Uh, Did you look at the uh, NBA experts and see
1: what they picked? Yeah, I got 14 of the 22 guys taking the Golden State Warriors. We got a little bit more respect.
0: Listen to me. I think this is a brand name. I, I think this is a brand name pick here. Um, be, because they are the Golden State Warriors, because they still have Steph and Clay is healthy, and Jordan Poole is right is a rising star. I mean, he Jordan Poole is is a phenomenal young talent. They still have Draymond Green, um, they, I, but I think this is a brand name pick. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I looked at some of them. I've watched oh, Colin Coward Warriors talk invited, about it, huh? A lot of Warriors in five. I've I saw seen, it, too. Don't um, worry. I
1: saw it, too. I'm taking my notes. I, don't y'all worry, guys. I've taken my notes. I'm, every single time I see one of them, I'm like, oh, okay, he said Warriors. That's good to know. That's good to know. Well, because did you like, see what every-
0: Nick Wright, Nick writes. Nick Wright said that, uh, I, that the Mavs were going to win the series. Now, he did pick the Mavs over the Suns, and he told you exactly how, and he said the exact same stuff as us. Well, How? He actually,
1: this is—he took the maps to win the title, like what two or three months ago, if I'm not mistaken. Ago. I yeah. think I remember uh-huh. him in the regular season. He was one of the first pros or, or first uh, TV personalities to get on the Luca train, and uh, he, he hasn't gotten off since. I think he bought some stock at the right time because it's only gone up since then.
0: Agreed. Um- you have any you have any uh, final thoughts here on this um, on this series? What do you, you have? Anything else you want to say?
1: Um, I I like the fact that the spread looks just like it did in the Phoenix game. Um, uh, I think the Mavs are what plus one eighty five in this series, ladies and gentlemen. If you got any faith in the Mavs, like I do, I get some money or sprinkle a couple bucks here and there because I think the Mavs can absolutely compete in this one. And like I said, if you're a Golden State fan, I I really think the secret is going to be the shooting of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, if they can get those three-point numbers back to efficient like they were a couple of years ago, I think you can take care of this series in six games, but it's going to require you to play some damn good ball. Agreed.
0: No, yeah, no. Uh, the Warriors are minus five-and-a-half favorites here. Um, let's go and check the over-under. I think it was, like, 120. Uh, yeah, still doesn't uh, believe quite. Or, much. sorry, 216, six, two, 120. Uh, that's not what I was
1: <laughs> 60 points a is going to be a low-scoring one? No. <laughs> they must think the Phoenix Suns are playing No, away.
0: I'm. I'm dyslexic. I saw two and one, and I got it mixed around. Um, <laughs> Guys, listen, yeah, he's pretty.
1: Okay, I'm, give him some slack. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that's 216. I'd probably take the over on that. Um, I think they're both going to score more than 110 points. I just, This is going to be a really interesting matchup here. I'm really excited to see this. Um, the matchup predictor has uh, Golden State at 57.8%. Hey, that's um, not bad.
1: They have some faith not in bad. us. I know that's they have some bad. faith. Uh, More faith in Vegas. I don't know why Vegas hates us so much, bro. I think I don't think we got the line under six points in Phoenix either, bro. They thought we were going to get blown out in all those games too, but that, that's okay, man. Uh, the matchup giving us that 43%, I'll run with that. I'll run with that.
0: Stephen A. did say that uh, Luka will play great throughout the series, but, hey, it won't be enough for the Mavs um so we're gonna see uh Uh, like i said if you're listening hopefully if you're listening to this hopefully you'll be listening to it after the game see what we said um and tell me if it's true because i promise you we watch these games uh and, and we we know how we know what it takes to beat this this mavs team um and and i think that we haven't seen it yet i think that we saw it in game one and game two with the suns uh but but Jason Kidd came back. And... Well, I think
1: I think the Suns got uh, got a blessing in games one and two that we didn't bring the best defense that we could have brought. I think in the back that is end of the series, we brought the defense and the Phoenix Suns woke up real fast. I think that's something we could see in this series. If we can keep the defensive intensity high, I mean, it's going to be just damn tough on the Golden State Warriors to uh, be able to compete with us on both ends if we're defending like we were at the end of that series. So y'all watch the defensive end of this series. I think this is one – there's not a lot of times, Kath, where defense is on highlights. I think both of these conference finals are all about defense. Defense Right now, if you look on the other side and we talk about Boston and Miami, these are two teams that are built on the back of really good defenses. And then if you look over here on this series, I think this series is going to come down to can the Golden State Warriors stop Luka or can the Mavs slow down the Warriors. So I'm glad to see defense back on the forecast of the NBA. It has been quite some time, hasn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, before we get off the NBA, I'm going to throw some news at you. The NBA did fine the Dallas Mavericks $50,000 yes. for violating uh, the bench decorum rules. don't do really know what that means. Screw the NBA. <clears throat> yeah, it's because don't really they mad we don't
1: sit down. I don't give a damn. The NBA hates fun. We're going to stand all this series, too. Mark Cuban's going to keep writing those checks, baby. We'll I was going to say, I'm pretty,
0: I'm pretty sure Mark Cuban would be okay uh, writing these checks off. You I saw think his tweet actually- that little way. Did no, you see his tweet? see he tweeted a picture
1: of Lil Wayne sitting courtside and had said, said he wants to be real close to the chaos. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I really no, did like that. All owner. those celebrities they packed out to game seven, just to get absolutely molly whopped. Hope they enjoyed that one. I think Lil Wayne left early too. Shout out to Lil Wayne getting home early and getting that kiddo to bed. I'm sure he appreciated that one after that third quarter beatdown. So shout out to the Phoenix Suns. Get about uh, one more cheap shot in before we leave to the off season.
0: Uh, the NBA is working with the WNBA. Uh, uh, Adam Silver is, is working to try and get Griner released. Uh, Griner is, by the way, Brittany Griner is still in Russian um, uh, prison, and they denied her again. So uh, I've been following that story a little bit. It's been interesting. Obviously, the Russian-Ukraine war is still going on. Uh, Brittany Griner is used as a pawn right now uh, towards the United States of America. Unfortunately, <clears throat> would be nice to maybe see our president uh, or somebody in, over there get in, get involved. I was and maybe thinking get the same thing. Home. It would
1: be nice if Adam Silver didn't have to do the job of the U.S. government, but that's okay. What does the government get paid for anyway? Not to do their job—that's for damn sure.
0: Um, a woman alleged that uh, Rajon Rondo threatened her with a
1: gun. Oh no, no, that was not alleged. He definitely did do that one. Big interesting
0: bro part. Up. Interesting part, though.
1: There, well, alleged is the key word because I mean, shout you can't, out Rajon Rondo for I'm doing not, that listen, at a family barbecue, bro. I, I don't listen, know why not, I, he thought that was a good idea.
0: I'm not going to say cuz I cuz I I like to report facts and I don't know if it's true or not so I'm not <laughs> going to say fair. that he, That's fair. I'm not going to say that he did it um cuz I don't know it's not confirmed yet whether he did or whether he didn't
1: Well, you know she's not um, even trying to prosecute him she's just going to let him walk for apparently she didn't care so the good news for Rondo uh, this one should she be She just wanted the
0: spotlight or yeah, no, not even spotlight be. I guess she just wanted the world to know that Rondo did that
1: well, so th- there's so many different speculative stories because, like I said, there was like 30 people at this event. Like, it wasn't yeah. like it was just him and her. So, But apparently, she just wants the the, the whole thing to blow over. Um, this is not the first time we've seen Rajon Rondo do this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you all remember in Boston, the reason why he ended up shipped to the Mavericks was because he couldn't behave himself. And the reason why he got shipped out of Dallas was because he couldn't behave himself. So uh, hopefully yeah. – I, I guess hopefully he goes and gets some help. I think that's what he needs at this point. I mean, this is not the first blem- blemish we've seen on his resume, but like I said, I got a feeling this one's going under the rug, Yeah.
0: No, yeah. Uh and then finally here, Smart is probable how uh Horford is doubtful uh oh. for Thursday. Um again, though, I I it's going to be really interesting to see if Williams is going to play here because if Robert Williams is going to play because there's Damn, was no way anymore, that you're going to start Thice. You know what I'm no, saying? There's no, no way.
1: No, 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 no. Hey, real quick, I want to tip my hat to somebody that we don't tip. Our, I, I don't think we've given any credit for it, probably since the trade deadline. Let's give our let's give some credit to Brad Stevens. Uh, as much as much heat as we give Daniel Tice, he brought in White from your Spurs and he brought in Daniel Tice at the deadline and both of those guys have played yeah, what, pretty walking big out roles.
0: early from that uh that loss whenever they lost to <laughs> Milwaukee. Oh.
1: Well, besides he did that, get out uh, of there in a hurry. We'll tip our hat to his uh, on the court efforts as he uh, continues to embarrass the Boston Celtics from the press box. I had forgotten about that, Cat. I don't know why you had to ruin Brad Stevens' moment right there, but yeah, Brad Stevens. Dude, I, I did. I, I just
0: game. remembered that
1: <laughs> he was so mad, bro. What was that game one where they got the brakes beat off of their eyes? It it game matter. one, or
0: I can't Hey, they remember. took care of the matter. bugs. That's all they that matters. They, they took they care did. of the
1: bug. They figured it out.
0: Um, let's see here. Let's go over here to the NFL. Um because we're going to get out of here in about 30 minutes. Um, so uh, I, I said earlier, I want to talk about this NFC East. And outside, uh, l- looking looking from the outside, um, I, I really think that the Eagles are going to make some noise this year. And not necessarily not necessarily because of the um, A.J. Brown trade or what they did. Now, by the way, they did just sign ex-giant um, James Bradbury. They, they got a one-year deal there. Um, he, he it'll pay him same seven fabric, and a half million dollars, seven point two five guaranteed. Um, it's a it's a deal that's worth ten million dollars. Uh, how do you feel about your Cowboys here walking into the season, especially after the off and draft moves that the Eagles made? And by the way, the Commanders aren't looking as terrible as the Commanders <laughs> could look. Now, I'm not saying that Got they're better well than you your Cowboys. I'm not. I'm not. But they did get better. They, they got definitely better. did.
1: I think Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Heineke, as much holes as Carson Wentz has. No, no disrespect Agreed. to Taylor Heineke. He had some playoff moments, but I think uh, it's it's time for that experiment to come to a close. It was not ready to compete. No love for the Giants either. I don't think the Giants can make any noise in this division. I think the God, Giants no, can make still, some noise for the number one pick. Uh-huh. Yeah, they've still got
0: they've still got <laughs> Daniel Jones at the helm here. Uh, so I have no faith here in the Giants. The, but um, but anyways, you, how, okay. how do you feel
1: about your Cowboys? No, absolutely. Uh, I, I came on the show after the draft and I was uh, a lot. Uh, I was pretty high on the Philadelphia Eagles. And unfortunately, I've spent some time with the Jalen Hurts film, Kath, and it just it's kind of lowered my level of excitement a little bit. Um, I just feel like Jalen Hurts might be the thing that holds back the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Philadelphia Eagles might be a little bit better than the Cowboys on paper. If you go like name by name, probably take apart position by position. I know we have a bigger salary cap, but that's because of some bad money in the shape of Ezekiel and Demarcus Lawrence. Um, the good news for the Cowboys is I think the secondary got better. I don't know if, if that's really an accomplishment because there's not really much where else to go from the ground floor than up. So, I mean, I guess that's a little bit of an achievement. The good news, I think, for the Cowboys is I do think Dak Prescott is still the best quarterback in this division, so that'll give you at least a little bit of a help. The other thing I really like for the Cowboys, we got the what the second weakest schedule in the NFL. I mean, there are some cake oh, balls on the backside of I think it's this. the
0: weakest schedule, but I think, if I'm not mistaken, somebody please scrape me if I'm wrong, you as well, Kevin. I think the Eagles have the, the easiest uh, well, I mean, last they nine got, weeks of the year. I think they, they have had the easiest be last the nine weeks.
1: And I think it's probably because they get the AFC South about the same time we do. Uh, We have a run in of Indianapolis, Houston and Jacksonville all in a row where, I mean, it's on the back end of the season with the Giants before it. I mean, those are four games just given to you from heaven. Now, granted, Matt Matt Ryan might be able to make the Indianapolis Colts work, but later into the season, if they don't have it figured out by then, that'll be good for us. And so I think that goes, I think that'll really help the division, especially teams like the Giants. Uh, The teams like the Giants are going to be more than thrilled to play teams like Houston and Jacksonville, Kath. Uh, Those are going to be games that the Giants can look to compete in. But the, the bad news for Philadelphia is I hinted at you guys at the beginning of the take. I have some concerns with Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't have a lot of love for Dak Prescott. You guys know that. I've made, banged my symbols together on this show as loud as I can about my problems with Dak Prescott. But unfortunately, I do have to give him the nod over Jalen Hurts. I just do not see the downfield accuracy for Jalen Hurts that will excel with A.J. Brown. Uh, I think A.J. Brown will have a lot of success with these under the uh, under the coverage routes, some drag, some quick slant, stuff like that, Kath. But granted a guy like Ryan Tannehill's not the best deep ball thrower either I just I'm not too confident with an offense that's going to look to be more air raid behind Jalen Hurts's arm the good news is I think this defense got a lot better if you're Philadelphia I think the other thing is I don't think there's any way in hell count the Philadelphia Eagles get as many injuries as they did last year if you remember the Philadelphia Eagles were beating the hell up last season I don't think there's any way in the hell that happens again the bad news no, though it's like I said, um, I just I think with Jalen Hurts, it'll give the Cowboys a nod. The good news is I think both of these teams will be competing around the nine and set or the 10 and seven mark nine and eight. So I don't think you'll have to worry about too many wins. I think the real question will be who's able to beat up the AFC South the best and whichever one of those teams can do that. And then, of course, win the head to head will end up taking the division. So I would really highlight, like Cap said, the back nine weeks of the Eagles season and the back nine weeks of the Cowboys, because, um, like I said, giants colts houston jacksonville philly tennessee and washington well, that's that, what that i was, was about to really say nice Listen, right there those, man
0: yeah these last these last 10 here i mean they have a stretch here where they play the texans commanders colts packers titans giants and then you got the bears cowboys saints and giants again you got the worst team in your division in the last one two three four five weeks right there you play a Packers team that doesn't have Devontae Adams. Their offense, obviously, is still ran through uh, Aaron Rodgers, but he doesn't have as many weapons. You go to the Commanders. Okay, they're terrible. The Titans are without A.J. Brown. Uh, the, what are we going to put? Fa- the, we gonna put the, faith? we going to put Faith in Ryan have Tannehill?
1: have to go to Minnesota, or does Minnesota have to go to Philadelphia? Because I know the Cowboys yeah. have to go to Minnesota, so I bet you have to travel there, huh?
0: We have to go to Philly, yes.
1: Damn it. Did, does Philly get Green Bay at home, too? <clears throat> uh, yes, yes. What the hell? We have to go believe. to Minnesota uh, and yes. Green Bay. So I, I, I guess that, that's definitely a win. For oh no, the... no no no!
0: They don't get. Yeah, no, they get they get Minnesota and Philadelphia, or I mean,
1: and um Green Bay at home. Well, that makes sense because we get both of those on the road, but still, they that's also get this. Crappy, they also get bro.
0: the Ste- They also get the Steelers at home too. Um, I wow. do believe, yeah, we're
1: lucky enough to keep the Steelers off our schedule. The bad news for the Cowboys is the first five weeks are really rough. Oh, you get Tampa Bay in week one. The good news yep. is that's at AT&T, and you're looking to avenge week one last week or last year. Then you go at Cincinnati, another bless, blessing from the scheduling committee. We get that one at home. And then, of course, we get the Giants and the Commanders. Those aren't real football teams. And then you got the L.A. Rams in L.A. So, I mean, that there's a real chance that you're two and three coming out of the first five weeks and looking to get the season back on track. I get you have the Eagles, Detroit, and Chicago after that. But still, you do not want to come out of the gates two and three with your shoelaces tied together with three. Because, I mean, these are primetime games, Cavs. CBS is Tony Romo's crew. The new NBC booth for oh, yeah, Tampa no, Bay, yeah. and then the the one PM game at Fox. That'll be America's game of the week. So you do not want to go out here and get molly mollywhipped by the Rams and the Buccaneers on national well, television to start your season. Listen,
0: the Eagles, Eagles open it up here with the Lions, and then obviously they play that. They get the Vikings at home. They play the Commanders in Washington, but then, but then, but then they get um then then they get the Jags at home, and then they got to travel to uh, Arizona. Uh, you play them, you, or the Cowboys play the Eagles in the week. What's that? One, two, three, four, six, six. Uh, weeks yes, since. Sir. Right now, Philly is a one-point favorite here. They're minus one. Um, <laughs> well, they're also on minus those. They're also minus two favorites against my Vikings. I think that we will win the division. The Vikings will. You're going to win the division. I think we're going to win the division. Yes. Okay. I
1: do. Okay. No love for Sheehan's Packers.
0: Okay, so but let's cool. think about this. Let's, let's think about this. Lions are terrible. Bears didn't do anything to, uh, to give Jalen no, Hurts some I, help. Uh, the Packers agree. are without Devontae agree. Adams. And I think I that we are one of the – despite what we did in the draft, which I don't want to speak about anymore, we are still one of the better <laughs> teams. We're still one of the better teams roster-wise, especially offensive-wise. We have one of the best wide receiver cores in the, uh, in the league um, that I thought was the second best, maybe even third best behind – um, at the time, whenever A.J. Brown and uh, Julio Jones were healthy, and then behind your Cowboys, whenever you had CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. But those two teams are no longer there. Who else has a better receiving core?
1: No, I, I don't disagree. I, I mean, Chris Godwin's out right now. So while Chris Godwin's out, I think you can make an argument that you're the top of the line. I will give a little bit of pushback. I think the Rams, if they bring back OBJ. That is true. With Allen Robinson true. and Cooper Cup. I mean, oh, uh, yeah, Allen Robinson I was kind of was kind of rough last year in Chicago. But if Allen Robinson can get back to I'm wondering how much that was. Level, a, I'm wondering how much that was the oh, scheme. because Oh, oh I, it was Matt Nagy. A thousand percent. Matt Nagy right? couldn't. Okay. Yeah, he couldn't get a rabbit back into the cage, bro. So I'm not going to give him too much heat for that one. And I think playing. I mean, Cal, I mean, he's going to get what? The softest coverage of his career. I mean, lined up across from Cooper Cup. Probably not no scrub in the slot, but I don't disagree with your Vikings. I think the uh, loss of Devontae Adams, it's something that's not being talked about enough anymore. I think people just kind of moved on once they, once they dealt him because there's another Aaron Rodgers story and people are tired of talking about Aaron Mm -hmm. Rodgers. but I definitely think that division is as open as it's been in quite a while. The real question is what we're going to get from captain Kirk back there in the center. Um, As long as he's not throwing punts on third down, I think you guys can absolutely compete in this (laughs) division. And, uh, I think, like I said, I think this is a big season for Kirk Cousins. I think he knows he's running out of time, and I think he knows Minnesota's looking to push him out. So I think Kirk Cousins will come out and look to put a, probably his best season together of his career as he knows this division I'm is hoping. as open as it's ever been. And I think Cavs on to something there. I think his team can compete. Uh, I think your defense – I've got some concerns in your secondary. Um, I wish we would have done a little bit more dressing in the draft, but, I mean, it's okay. Uh, push comes to shove. I think you can outscore some people, and we saw you do that last season. If Dalvin sure Cook can stay Kyle. on the oh, Hamilton, field, okay. Yeah, I 110% agree. I do too. And But like I said, I think if, if Dalvin Cook can stay healthy and keep him on the field a little bit better – because you remember last season, he had some injury woes, Captain. He had I – mean, yeah, Don't yeah, get something. me wrong. He had some great games. Uh, there's no doubt about that, but he definitely had some injury woes. So hopefully he can stay on the field. <laughs> and I think you guys can absolutely compete for that division crown the longer I've thought about it.
0: Back to the, this NFC East here, I I, I really – it's not because I'm a Cowboy hater. Um, I, I just I, – I feel like what you guys did in the offseason, what the Cowboys did in the offseason, and – but the Eagles did in the offseason, the Eagles got exponentially better. Um, and and listen, and we've no, said, I don't this before, think that's
1: debatable. I think they definitely got better.
0: Time is up here. This is t- not time is up. Time is now for Jalen Hurts. Uh, yeah, I think the, so. Eagle, the Eagles gave you a number one wide receiver. Um, uh, I think they used Jalen Hurts fairly well, uh, scheme wise. Uh, this was now, this is now going to be the time where you're going to have to start competing in this division. And I think they have a very viable chance to compete in this division and win this Especially division
1: schedules, man. These schedules, I haven't what seen I'm a Cowboy schedule like this in quite a while, guys. I mean, this, these, it's just, I mean, this is a graciousness. I mean, the fact that you get in Houston and Jacksonville, I don't think you can go anywhere better out of the division. And I think it's the same thing with Tennessee and Kath. We played Tennessee second the last week of the season. Uh, I will put every single dollar on my bank account. I hate praying on somebody's downfall, but I guarantee you Derrick Henry Henry's will not, not be playing. in that game. No, nope, yep. no, sir. Uh, y'all know how the running back rule works. And it's not the fact that I'm a Derrick Henry hater. I just love my history so much, Kath. And one thing I know about the running back rule is once you hit the window, you don't come back. So I think... Uh, It really just comes down to the beginning of the season. I think if the Cowboys stumble out of the gate, this is the Eagles division. But I think if the Cowboys can find a way to pick up maybe one or two wins against those three elite teams at the beginning of the season, they can find a way to crowd themselves in this division. And I think Dak Prescott's going to come out here and have a career year, Kat. I think he's tired of all the eight. And the other thing is, if if he doesn't, I think uh, we'll start getting some pressure from upstairs as Jerry Jones wants to get, he's getting more and more hungry as he's getting older into his life. You saw he uh, set a number to sell. For the first King time billion. in the history of Jerry Jones, I, I know that number is. Well, I think that number is probably realistic, but I, the fact oh, that he very, just said it it's at all—it's very, very all,
0: realistic. It's, I think it's extremely realistic, actually, because the Broncos are going to sell for four and a half million dollars, and the Broncos are not on the Dallas Cowboy level. Okay, there are very few franchises and very few organizations uh, in 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 the world of one. sports.
1: Um, uh, the Chelsea New York Football Yankees, Club. no, Chelsea, or Chelsea Football, Football. Club is about to sell for six bill, and uh, Chelsea Football Club is a smaller brand than uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Exactly. So yeah, no, he's exactly. absolutely right. I think. Where, I mean, it's, America, are, it's
0: America's team. No, I, I mean, refuse, if the if the Yankees went, if listen, if the Yankees went up for sale tomorrow, they would be probably be asking oh, yeah. for. 8 Listen now, I eight think that half, it's re. I think nine. it's reasonable. I think it's reasonable to say ten billion. Uh, but but I, I I think a lot of people would probably shoot around that eight and a half billion range there. But no, I think the ten billion dollars is reasonable. Like I said, Isn't the Broncos are about to sell for four and a half billion, and the Broncos are not on the Dallas Cowboys well, level. Okay. The Panthers
1: even. The Panthers were what three bill when they sold just three last three billion. Season? Mm-hmm. God, three billion—it's crazy, man. The league's in a good place.
0: No, 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 no. The Panthers—I think the Panthers—I think sold for two, but now they're worth three or whatever. I think is what God it is. Bless.
1: So and I that mean, team's look, terrible. They suck. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's not in a great real estate area. There, um, no nobody wants to go to South Carolina, wherever the hell Carolina, whatever, whichever Carolina they're in. Nobody wants to go there. So because I brought up the
0: Cowboys uh, in this NFC East, I think we're kind of done talking about the uh, projections there. Cause I think that it's fairly, I I, I think that there are two things that it goes down to. I think it's a coin flip. I I think it's a coin flip. I I agree with that. I think one, the Eagles obviously got a lot better in the off season um, and and a lot better than the Cowboys in the off season. But then number two, um, you took away a lot of Dak Prescott's weapons. We're going to see what kind of quarterback Dak Prescott is because let's talk about whenever he came to the league in 2016, He had pieces around him the entire time. Uh, He was loaded, and he's been loaded up until this point. Your best receiver is CeeDee Lamb. Now, I'm not taking anything away from CeeDee Lamb, and I'm not taking anything away from Michael Uh,
1: Gallup. I'm going to put some pressure on CeeDee Lamb, actually. Jerry Jones just put all of my coin on your table, so uh, you better be able to be a number one receiver because I just sent a damn good receiver out the door. Right,
0: Uh, and you also also sent another guy in Cedric Wilson who was a great number three. And
1: and I gave – Amari Cooper to now what is the best roster in football for absolutely right. nothing. So I'm I'm not very happy about that. And that is that is one thing I'll say. This is kind of out of the division, though. But everybody keeps talking about how good the Rams are, ladies and gentlemen. The Rams roster is not better than the Cleveland Browns when Deshaun Watson gets on the field. Everybody just slow the roll and go check that uh name by name box real quick, and you'll change your mind real quick about that one because I think if uh that suspension is short, uh my boy oh, Kath, I got I had no problem moving off of Amari Cooper. My issue was the money, not the production. Um, yeah. this guy can ball, and when you give him a guy like Deshaun Watson instead of Dak Prescott, I got all my love for Dak Prescott. But Dak Prescott has his limitations. This guy's gonna absolutely take He's off. He's not completely. Deshaun Watson. He ain't even close to it, Cavs. So, uh, I think a lot of what's gone on is, uh, the. The cloudiness around that suspension has made Amari Cooper's situation difficult, but I promise y'all, it don't matter if it's Baker Mayfield or if it's Deshaun Watson, he'll find a way to get him some catches in that uh, in that team, especially with Jarvis Landry moving out. If Ceedee Lamb's not doing crap and Amari Cooper is tearing it down with Deshaun Watson, it will not make Ceedee Lamb look very good in the media. Agreed. Um, back to my other point here
0: that I was saying before we got on that. Uh, so there is some noise, and this is this is being reported that the Dallas mayor wants another uh, team in Dallas. So it's another professional football team um, in Dallas. Obviously the Dallas Cowboys are extremely, uh, like I said, I think they're one of the biggest brands um, in in the world of sports. You've got your Yankees. um, You've got your soccer clubs that are big. Of course, I don't care. Um, I don't think really any of them compare to the amount of, of reach that the Dallas Cowboys do. I don't like to put soccer in there because soccer is, is a bigger sport than the NFL is in other countries. In, in other countries, not in the obviously not in the United States. <laughs> but um, how do you kind of feel about that? Uh, we haven't talked about it, and it came out a couple of weeks ago uh you're shaking your head right now I I don't like it no I don't
1: I don't like it um it kind of bugs me a little bit um one thing that's going on right now man is the Mavs are really booming in Dallas bro Uh, the Mavs fan base is growing like nobody's business and now it helps that we have a all NBA all world player but still the the fan base is growing at a rate that I haven't seen in quite a while now like I said there's playoff success that we haven't seen in quite a while and I I just don't want to oh I mean you've seen the Rangers games right now we're not going now granted the Rangers suck, but I mean there is in a so brand much... new
0: stadium too, but the
1: exactly. There's so much to eat out here. I do not want to oversaturate the market with another team because I don't think the Cowboys brand is in danger. But I do think the Mavs brand could be in danger, and I think the, Ran- or the Rangers brand could be in danger because you do not want to add another hot ticket into this. And it doesn't even matter if it's an expansion team, ladies and gentlemen. An NFL ticket is as hot as it comes. So I just do not want to put 100%. more pressure on the fans of Dallas, especially right now. I mean, the AAC's been rocking. Uh, AT&T's a great arena. Now, I get the Rangers have issues, but, Kathy, you remember 2011, 2010 when oh, this team good? Oh, buddy, Boy, I oh, boy, do we make that building rock. So, I mean, I just don't want to oversaturate the market. And I just feel like the NFL is reaching right here. Um, go somewhere else, man. Leave us the hell alone. You want to go to Austin? Go to Austin, bro. Go down there and make oh, some noise. But don't don't do it up here, man. We've got enough out here. I just don't want to oversaturate the Dallas fans. Oh man, Kath, they've got the Van Gundy on the call on the TNT broadcast. No, no, no they no. don't. No,
0: no, they no don't.
1: it's Kevin Harlan, Reggie Miller, and Steve Van Gundy. Oh, my
0: I will God. be watching today. I will be watching it I'm on watching mute, TV. And no, I will be, watching. and I will be. I'm turning on. Uh, the local broadcast on the radio. No, what is it? No,
1: one of the things I hate about the NBA is the, the NBA has re, all the retaining rights. Now, granted, I blame TNT and ESPN for this a little bit more. I love watching games on Bally Sports so much. And the NBA restrains the rights to playoff games to only these guys. And I got to listen to the Van Gun, Bro, both of these broadcasts, both ESPN and TNT, will have Van Gundy's on the call for all of these conference finals. That is a terrible Great. recipe. That is a terrible recipe. I'm his not His voice is
0: just so annoying, his man. His takes are so bad. And he
1: complains Yes, bro, shut up, bro. I mean, I, I guess wish... we're
0: complaining now, but God, I, I'm no, sorry. No, no,
1: I'm complaining about his complaining. Kath, do you know what type of league success he had? I'll answer that question. None. 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 He beat LeBron James one time, one time. And Kath, you know that Dwight Howard series was so fluky was yeah. so fluky by the way I sent you the 48 and out tape by the way you should go All check dudes, that out i'm, I, it. I'm, I'm gonna watch.
0: i'm gonna I, I saw it whenever we got on and i was i, I know you enjoy that
1: i know you we we just passed <laughs> that uh what what is it now like 11 year anniversary or yeah. whatever it is i'm getting old what it's been too long but i, I enjoyed that one and that's another one jeff Van Gunny doesn't know what the hell he's doing man stop talking stop talking
0: well oh, yeah, he's a massive LeBron hater, too. Oh, he is. He's, he is. you know LeBron why? Because fan. he
1: beat LeBron James one time. Hey, exactly. He once. Doc Rivers the same way, bro. Yep. Doc Rivers the same way. These guys, that's one of the things that uh, I love talking about. Uh, Braun, y'all always give Jordan some hate for killing people's careers. What about the fact that all the people who have built careers out of beating Braun just once, man? Exactly. Just once, bro. There's a, a list of like eight or nine guys I could go through. J.J. Barea, a lot of love to the Dallas Mavericks, but the only thing he did was show up in one game in the NBA Finals and Broad made his career. So uh, Shout out to the Van Gundy brothers. They both have that in common, too. One got made by Jordan. The other one got made by LeBron.
0: Well, I do want to uh, I, I wanna throw it back to what we were talking about earlier. Galvin's <laughs> already looking at his TV. He's getting ready. I know. Ready. I'm sorry. Um, I'm too excited. We got another about 10 minutes here. Um, I wanted to give my thoughts about the Dallas thing. I think the uh, what what I kind of took away from it is, well, first off, people are comparing it to L.A. Um, no, no,
1: we're not the same. And I, and, we and,
0: and I, don't, and I don't think – here's a lot of reasons why I don't like comparing us to L.A. First off, we're not California, okay? I'm <laughs> sure. Damn,
1: Texas, sure. May be,
0: Texas may be a lot of things, but it's not California, okay? Now, maybe the, the environment in Dallas is is, is replicated of, of California because it's the same demographic. Because of the homeless um, population?
1: Yes, I agree. I agree. Well, I wouldn't
0: even go in there. I was just meaning the the, the <laughs> Bro, Kat, just listen, the demographic of people. We're that, middle that... of the
1: country city, man. At, like they love to push us, like we're on a coast. But at the end of the day, we're not, man. We're not. We well, don't here's have the Hollywood, the... and we don't have the stars. Well, first, yeah, yeah.
0: What are we gonna? We're gonna travel down to Galveston to go to the beach. See right? you later, buddy. Right? I don't want to go don't tear it's... up
1: Deep Ellum. I mean, I got a lot of love for Deep Ellum and Greenville, but let me tell you, it's good for a weekend not to live in, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Uh, but anyways, I I. There's a lot of reasons why we're not, but I think the biggest reason is, A, we don't – our basketball team in Dallas is not the L.A. Lakers. The L.A. Lakers uh, are one of uh, are one of the two premier teams in the NBA outside of Boston, mind you. And they can survive regardless of how many teams that you put in L.A. They are going to survive. Um, I don't know if the Mavs would necessarily survive uh, if, if they bring another team. Into the Dallas area, and also let me tell that, you something. Struggle,
1: man. Um, let me tell you you're something too. Selling polarizing, it's one thing, but once you lose that, man, I don't, I don't average basketball is hard to sell.
0: We would absolutely lose the Rangers. I'm sorry. First off, nobody likes yeah. to go to baseball games anyway. Second off, um, the Rangers aren't very good. We haven't been very good for been a while, for,
1: oh, man. It's been a while. It's been a while.
0: 2011, 2012,
1: 2011. <laughs> it's been a while. Natalie Foley's been long and gone since then bro it is it has been a while man it's been a while
0: I also don't know if Jerry Jones would sign off on that now I don't know I don't how much so power either. Jerry I don't know how oh. much power Jerry Jones has in the NFL and listen if the NFL yeah. wants it Calvin
1: let me tell you this the the one thing Jerry I, Jones says been a almost four found figure and is being on the wrong side of the nfl i think roger goodell has two owners that he absolutely hates and they're robert Kraft and jerry jones so uh if this could spite jerry jones i could 110 percent see roger goodell chasing it but the one thing i'll say Kath, you know who doesn't have a lot of political capital right now roger freaking goodell roger, yeah <laughs> uh, roger goodell yeah. has not had a win in ages and he's going to get another yeah. loss with deshaun watson you yep. know he's going to screw up deshaun watson and so I'm sorry. I just I the I agree with the fact that uh it could be something that could definitely spite Jerry Jones. The only issue is I just with the move just being to Las Vegas and they pissed off the Oakland Raider fans. I just don't think the NFL has the capital to piss off Cowboy fans, too.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I. That's the biggest brand, in, in, and listen, it's one, bro, y'all it's one thing on to Raiders piss off Raiders hard, fans. The Raiders
1: had fans, bro. I mean, those 100%. black skull, those crazy, whatever, how the hell they painted their face, I mean, that yeah. used to scare the hell out of me as a little kid, man. Those fans cared, man, and I don't know if you want to go. You can say whatever you want to about the Cowboys fans. One thing we do every Sunday is watch the game, so uh, I don't know if you want to go ruffling those feathers uh, right before the season starts, so I think you're right about that. It would really come down to whose capital is who, and the, the real important question is, could they find an owner brave enough to share a city with Jerry Jones?
0: Oh, that's a and I don't even know what team would move. They're not adding another team. I don't know what team would move.
1: Um, um, I'm trying to think who's unhappy with now. Buffalo agreed for the new arena. Um, I think Buffalo uh, was the only one they had talked about. Caroli- too, and,
0: Carolina,
1: no, Carolina just inked the new arena too. They did no, but I thought car I thought that I thought
0: Carolina they uh, was it. Carolina, somebody just stopped their uh, production of
1: their new facility. No way. I don't think it's the Panthers because the Panthers just inked two soccer teams too, like from the same ownership group. That's the only reason why I don't think they would be looking to move was because I don't think you would buy another team if you're looking to head out and outside of them, um, I'm having a hard time thinking of another one. Like I said, I know Buffalo got the new, like what, what was it? Like two bill and all it was mostly taxpayer money too.
0: It's not Carolina because oh my god this this facility looks beautiful holy
1: I've holy
0: been, I've actually yeah. seen
1: it more from the soccer team side than I have from the Carolina Panthers but their their soccer team's been talking all month about how they're going to build this new state of the art facility so I just this is the my issue I have with the NFL man is you don't have the capital to be derooting organizations right now after what you did in Oakland so I Well just no really hard.
0: I think this is the one but I, it's Rock Hill but it, okay so so there's a there's a Charlotte newspaper that says uh, the Charlotte Observer uh, says the Panthers facility in Rock Hill is dead. Don't hold out hope it will ever happen.
1: Hmm. Well, so maybe it is um, Carolina. I just know, nah, bro. I, I got a hard time thinking they landed a pro team and then lost the arena, bro. That just it just seems like somebody's probably hating because of well, the taxpayers it, for this. Well, listen,
0: it's it's one thing for it's one thing for a stadium. To go by, it's another thing for a – I mean, it's one thing for a, a practice facility to go by. It's nothing for a stadium. This is not a stadium. It's a practice facility.
1: That's very true. Um, That's very true. And so those think, are two completely different well, things. Well, I think there's another conversation we could have about the city of Dallas, though, is um, I do not think the city of Dallas would be too open to chalking up more money for a new arena, Kath. uh We spent a handful of taxpayer dollars on Globe Life Field, man. I do sure not – do not think the taxpayers of the city of Dallas are ready for a new arena anytime well, soon. Well, it wouldn't
0: be. Listen, it wouldn't be in Dallas if, 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 I, well, I mean, it could, I guess if it's the Dallas mayor saying it. But it was the, the, the NFL's those taxpayers is that the Arlington, Cowboys man. are in
1: Arlington. They're like, that's the thing. It's not, it's two different cities. It's not two different cities, bro. The whole Metropole belongs to the Cowboys. And the other, hey, thing let me tell you something. Remember- let me tell you something. When I'm out at college and people
0: ask where I'm from, I say Dallas, freaking Texas, because nobody knows where, uh, Michigan, <laughs> Texas is. Like, and let me tell nobody you, knows where I- Garland is.
1: Uh, the, the thing people got to understand is if you look at like the Dallas Morning News, Dallas Go, the ticket, anybody that's relatively large on the reporting scale in the city of Dallas, they're in the pocket of Jerry Jones. You do not want to go and fight him for news space, bro. Uh, if Jerry Jones wants something out in this city, man, it comes out in nobody's like it's nobody's business. So I just think it would be really it'd be a really tall task and another owner to try to share this space with Jerry Jones.
0: No, I agree. Uh, Let's go ahead and move it over to final takes here. Uh, Let's get out of here. Let's get ready for this Mavs game here. I got a Whataburger downstairs waiting on me, so uh, I want to go down there and eat that. Um, I got two final takes here. Uh, The Cleveland Browns quarterback, Deshaun Watson, does begin his meetings with the NFL. Um, in the great state of hey, Texas. Kath,
1: Kath, Kath, I'm gonna tell you what he's gonna do. He is gonna lie like nobody's effing oh, business. Yeah. He of is course. going to, ladies and gentlemen, he's going to lie until the wheels fall off, man. He is just gonna lie and lie and lie. And like I told y'all earlier in the episode, cat what is Roger now gonna do? He's gonna screw this up, man. Take it he's, out. Yes. He's gonna screw this up, man. I don't know how he's gonna do it. It could be in the fashion of four games, it could be in the fashion of no games, but he's gonna find a way to screw this up, man. I have no doubt.
0: So, um, they did start this on Tuesday, uh, yesterday here. Um, so the league seeks to determine if he violated the personal conduct policy and if so, whether discipline should be imposed.
1: Um, so, that's yeah, bro, he's not getting anything, Pat. That is so the word for he's not getting anything, bro. I will be shocked if he gets 16 games. Remember, I told you guys in the offseason, I thought he was going to get all 16 games. Uh, I don't think there's any way in hell we see that anymore, Kat. This story just got softer and softer ever since he got out of co- court with it. I haven't heard enough from ESPN to keep the story alive. I think this is going to be a really soft suspension. and Like I said, I think the NFL is going to take another massive loss on this.
0: Well, meanwhile, he will he will be uh, in the Bahamas with some of his teammates working out. So that's going to be interesting nice. to see there as Getting well. Um, I actually have two more here. Do you uh, you remember Tariq Cohen, the Bears running back? Um, he yes, hasn't played. He did tear his ACL, though. Uh, so I prayers out to him. Well. Um, so MRI has revealed that uh, it is done, and then finally here, all XFL games reach a multi-year agreement to be aired on ESPN and other networks owned by the Walt Disney Company.
1: Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you why they're doing this because Walt Disney stock is in the piss poor gutter right now. They well, absolutely- I'm pretty sure. Well, I
0: got a I got an update on my phone. My Apple stock is down another six percent today. I get those every day. <laughs> <laughs> and they just keep going down and down and down and hey, down. Uh,
1: I'm gonna throw a little financial advice on the episode right quick, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, liquidate into some gold. Get your money out of currency and get into gold. Find you some silver yeah. that's calling your name. Something that's a rare metal and uh, maybe some art. If you find some fine art out there, get your get your money into some fine art because uh,
0: hey, there's there I is one thing. Hey, listen, there is, is one tumbling. There is one thing that is always true. Gold does not matter. The price of gold will always be high. Does not matter. Doesn't matter. And even if it isn't, still a lot safer of a bet than uh putting your money into stocks for this you. cryptocurrency uh, shit I'm that we're seeing you. now. Uh so that's all I got. What do you got, Kevin?
1: Uh man, I really don't got much. I'm watching some uh, elite highlights from this elite game. I really did a like, like the elite camp the NBA put on, man. I've been getting the film from that all all day and it's really been keeping me entertained. Bryson Williams, liking- baby. Yeah, Kath sent me over Bryson Williams' film. I did enjoy watching that. Some I like 6'11 guys that can shoot. That's not something that grows on trees like that. I definitely think he'll get an NBA contract. According to my boy, Kath, he can play some defense, too. I didn't see any defense in the film, but I'm going to take my boy, Kath's word for it. So, y'all watch out for Bryson Williams on a roster. Um, One person – Well, he can play one through five, by the way. Uh, one person I'm missing at this elite camp, that I'm kind of surprised. I guess his ego was a little bit too much, Drew Timmy. I think Drew Timmy could have live, uh, done a lot for his Definitely draft use some him. of this.
0: I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, Projected uh, second round right now.
1: I think uh, his ego came in to kick a little bit too much, and he didn't want to go. But I think uh, he definitely could have benefited from this because this seems just like, to me, free film, man. I mean, you're getting love from ESPN on this game as well as uh, the NBA Agreed. TV. So Multiple I think, uh, games,
0: by the way. It's not just one. It's multiple. I think Bryson Williams, in two games, Bryson Williams scored 47 points.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, bro, it's a great way to shine. And all he's going to do for his stock is send it up. So like I said, I really wish like a guy from <clears throat> Timmy would have showed up. Um, now I'm watching Golden State dancing before the pregame. It's just making me angry. I don't know why they're dancing. Probably dancing away from Luka Doncic. Hopefully they do that on the court as well. I'm ready for this game to start. Uh, Kath, uh, one thing I hate about the Dallas Mavericks being in the playoffs is I now hate the Phoenix Suns. I hate the Utah Jazz. I got a feeling by the end of this year is I'm going to hate the Golden State Warriors. Warriors too. So uh, this <laughs> has not been a very good recipe for playoff success or for my mental health because uh, at this rate, I'm just going to hate the entire NBA by the end of Luka Doncic's career. So I uh, probably should find with a better way to deal with these postseason series, but I haven't found it yet. So we're just going to keep going with the hate side.
0: Well, we are going to get out of here. Uh, it is 8 o'clock now uh, where we are at. So uh, we're going to get out of here It was a little bit of a later episode today. I said this on Monday. We do work schedules. Please bear with us. Um, I do work on Friday. I'm fairly certain I work on Friday. I've got no clue. We're going to figure out how to get an episode in sometime, maybe on Saturday, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. It could be sometime. I have no clue. Uh, Work schedules, we're we're still trying to figure all that out stuff or all that stuff out uh, as we go along here. So, Uh, but like I said on Monday, listen, we're going to be pushing out content. It's going to happen. we're in the heart of the uh, NBA playoffs right now, so we're, we're going good here. So um, do all that fancy stuff that we always tell you to do. Go there, like and re- like and, and um, retweet our stuff on Twitter. Leave a comment. I don't care what the comment is. Leave it. You don't like my voice? Leave it. I don't care. If you're <laughs> criticism. Reach out to us. Do something. Um, let your friends know about us. But listen, we're going to be back here, hopefully Friday, but at some time, we're going to be back here on Inside and